sorry. I'm sorry about everything. Guy walks into a bar. Second guy ducks. I'm just kidding. No, so a guy walks into a bar and he goes up to the bartender and he goes, what do you got on tap? The bartender goes, I don't have anything on tap. All I got are these apples. The guy goes, what good are fucking apples? Bartender says, well, tell you what, go ahead and just order a drink, any drink, any mixed drink that you can think of. The guy goes, all right. Uh, give me a whiskey sour. Bartender reaches down behind the bar, pulls out an apple, and hands it to the guy. Just a normal apple. Guy takes a bite, and he goes, Oh my god. That that tastes just like whiskey. Bartender says, Flip it around. Guy takes another bite of the other side, and he goes, Oh my god, that tastes just like sour. He finishes the apple, and he goes, Do you have any Jack and Coke? Bartender nods and reaches under the underneath the desk, and Pulls out another apple, hands to the guy. Guy takes a bite and he goes, oh my God. Tastes just like whiskey. Flips it around. Tastes just like Coke. Guy finishes his apple. Looks up at the bartender and goes, hey, real quiet. You got any that tastes like pussy? Bartender winks at him, reaches under the bar, grabs an apple, hands it to him. Guy takes a bite and goes, oh my God, that tastes like shit. Bartender looks at him and goes, You gotta spin it around, dumbass. I love that one. I love that one. <laughs> I've, I've heard, <laughs> I have heard different iterate like 20 different iterations of that one. With the apple specifically. Dude, it's it's an old. That, that joke's probably older than us. Well that one is actually better than the one that I heard, because it's the exact same like thing, except it wasn't in a bar, it was at a like a I heard was at like an apple stand from the highway, and it was, oh. you know, it was just like different flavored apples, and it ends with the same punchline. Remind fun. me on the next episode because I love long form jokes. I don't know why. I have a good. They're a, a, a long form one. Yeah, Let, let's hear it. Let send it. All right, here we go. Or do you need do you need some prep time to kind of oh, like? No, 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 no. I know this one. Though. I know this one. Oh, <laughs> he knows it by heart. Oh shit! I've been telling <laughs> I've been telling this one for the last like twenty years. So this guy, this guy, he has a car, right? Breaks down. He's having a hard time, and he's just again, like, yeah, what do I do? So there's a monastery like like right across the street from where he broke down, and he. You know, he sees these the monks over there, and they're over there. They they see what he's doing. They're just like, hey, 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 we we'll fix your car for you. You know, we'll, we'll take care of you. There's no, there's no, there's not a mechanic in town for the next like 12 miles. You know, we'll take care of you. Yada yada yada, whatever. Guy guy agrees. 
And he's like, okay, can I just stay here over there? Do I have to stay at the hotel? The monks say, oh, no, you guys, you can dine with us. You could stay here, spend the night with them. He goes into his room while the monks take his car. And overnight, he wakes up and he hears this crazy sound. He doesn't know where it's coming from. He doesn't know what it is. And he's just like, okay, whatever. I'm just going to try to get back to sleep. It's a pillow over his head. Next morning comes out car's all fixed up nothing wrong with it it's like brand new you know he's thinking the mugs he's trying to give them money they're like no 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 you know we're, we're doing this uh kindness of our heart you know the guy's like okay but uh, before i go i need to ask you something uh, i heard this crazy crazy noise in the middle of the night can you tell me what what that was oh no 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 i, I you know you, you're not not a monk i can't i can't tell you these things you know he's just like okay whatever 20 years go by. The same car breaks down in front of the same monastery with the same monks. The whole thing happens. He hears the weird noise. And then, you know, he's asking them, like, you know, this is still bothering me 20 years later. What is that sound? I, I can't, you know, I can't. Okay, whatever. How do you become a monk? gotta count every grain every grain of sand in this area of the world say a beef you gotta count every grain of sand every little dot every speckle of glass every every strand of grass that you see in in, in Norway you need to count every single one it takes him 60 years to do all this stuff he goes ahead and he does it right he says I, I got the numbers I got the numbers here it is now become a monk. Yes, yes. Your calculations are correct. You can now become a monk. But now you need to go through that door. That's where you will find the source of the sound. Okay, great. So there's a wood door. The monk gives him a wood key. He opens it up. There's another door. It's like, you know, we go, we're, 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 I'm going to, we got like 50 doors we're going through, okay? He gets to the very last door, right? The very last one. It's ruby, it's gold-plated, there's beautiful. He opens it up and he finally figured out what the sound was. What was it? I can't tell you because you're not a monk. You piece of shit, I fucking hate oh, you. Oh, dude, oh, this, the, oh, the fucking bear joke. You used the bear <laughs> the joke. The bear okay. joke. Got him. Got me. Got me. I was wondering why that silence was so fucking long. <laughs> oh my god, yo! When when he was like, "Here's the key," I'm like, "Don't you dare fucking say that we're not a monk." Oh man. Oh, the bear imagine, joke. Imagine, imagine hearing this thing for the first time, and the joke is going on for 20 minutes, and you're like 11 years old. You never forget it. <laughs> kind of like there's a uh, the other long form one i have a long form one and then i have one about a penguin because <laughs> you said car and there's only one car joke i know and it involves a penguin <laughs> ladies and gentlemen welcome to you me and jokes <laughs> so, so all right i'll do the penguin one i'll do the penguin one because it's short so a little penguin driving around his little penguin car right having a good old penguin time 
Well, little penguin car starts fuming out of the hood. And little penguin's like, oh no, woe is me. So he goes and he drives into the mechanic shop. And the mechanic's like, alright, well, we'll take a look at it. We'll see what's going on. Tell you what, it's going to take a little bit because you don't know what the problem is. And I don't know just from looking at it. So why don't you go across the street. There's a little mall there. Hang out for a little bit. Come on back and we'll talk about options on fixing your car. Little penguin goes, oh, okay. So he goes across the mall, across the street, enters the mall. And when he enters the mall, he sees a little ice cream shop. Like, fuck, I could go for some vanilla ice cream. So he goes and he orders a vanilla ice cream. Biggest one he can get. Goes and sits at his little table in the mall, and he starts going to town on this ice cream. But you know, he's he's a penguin. He doesn't have hands, so he's making a fucking mess. Ice cream is going everywhere. It's all over the floor. It's all over the table. It's all over the penguin's face. It's on the penguin's body. It oh is everywhere. God. Like, dude makes a fucking disaster. Have you ever seen a penguin eat ice cream? It's not pretty. <laughs> so, a little penguin eats his ice cream. I, for a second, I thought that was the joke. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I got no. If you want some anti jokes, those are there. We can't air the, my anti jokes, <laughs> but um, <laughs> so little penguin finishes his ice cream with a big belt. He, he waddles his way across the street. And he he sees waddle. the mechanic, <laughs> he sees the mechanic, and he, he waddles up to him and pokes him in the back. And the mechanic goes, Oh, you're here. Looks like you blew a seal. And the penguin looks up at him in a startle, and he goes, no, it's ice cream, I swear. Get off of my podcast. Oh, like I want to hear the long form one. Like I want to hear. Oh, okay. Three guys are standing. This one's actually a good one. So three guys standing at the gate of heaven. Saint Peter comes out and he's like, "Listen, somebody made a mistake. Logistics, you know, they're out. So bad news. Only one of you three gets to come into heaven, and you're the last one." Tell you what, let's make it fair. Whoever died the worst death, that one gets in. Tell me your stories. He goes up to the first guy. First guy looks at him. St. Peter looks at him. And St. Peter's like, all right, so what happened? The guy's like, all right, so I live on the 80th floor of my apartment building. For the last six months, I've thought my wife's been cheating on me. So one day, got off of work early. I went home. I was like... Listen, she's in the shower, but something's weird. There's clothes on the floor in the bedroom. What? Just something's off, right? She just got the, I just got the sense that something is wrong. So he starts looking everywhere because he just knows that the dude she's cheating on him with is somewhere in this house or in this apartment. There's so he starts, he looks under the bed. He, he looks in the closets. He looks everywhere and he cannot find this motherfucker. And finally, Heard a noise. I hear this noise out in the balcony. I open up the doors and I look at the balcony and sure as shit, there is a dude hanging off of my balcony. And I just, I became enraged. I started stomping on his fingers. I started fucking yelling at him. He's hollering some bullshit. I can't understand him. And then I, I get so mad 
that I actually go back into the house, grab a hammer, I smash his fingers. St. Peter's like, holy shit. And he's like, yeah, it's not my proudest moment. And he's like, St. Peter's like, well, what happened? And the guy's like, well, eventually, you know, he let go. I was smashing his fingers with a hammer. St. Peter's like, God, bro. He's like, I know. So I looked over the balcony to watch him fall. And he landed in some bushes. And I thought, well, it's 84, so there's no way he survived. Guess I'll go and start, you know, figuring this out with my wife. And as I turn to go back to my wife, I take one last look and I see that motherfucker crawling out of the bushes. I just became so enraged. I threw the hammer I had at him. I started throwing shit at him. And I I finally had enough. I unplugged the refrigerator, shoved it to the balcony, threw it over the balcony, and it landed on him. And see, Peter's like, bro... What are you? How did you die, though? And the guy's like, oh, I don't know. Next thing I know, my heart hurt and my left arm went numb. And now I'm here talking to you. St. St. Peter's like, oh, okay, that's a story. (laughs) Because the second guy he's like, what's your story? The guy's like, well, I am a uh, I'm just a handyman for an apartment complex. Uh, One day I was fixing uh, the loose balcony on the 90th floor. And uh, as I was fixing it, I, I pushed on it a little too hard to see if it was if it was set. And I actually it fell off and I fell with it. And Savior's like, oh, my God. I was like, yeah. So, uh, you know, the whole time as I was falling, I was I was trying to grab anything I could and just saying, please, God, help me. Please, God, help me. And St. Peter's like, and what happened? Did God help you? And the guy goes, well, I managed to grab onto a, onto a balcony and I started hollering for help and uh, St. Peter goes oh then what happened the guy goes well as I was hollering this guy came out and he looked he was red in the face all pissed off and the next thing I know as I'm hollering to help me up he starts stomping on my fin- on my fingers <laughs> and I start I start saying please God grant me strength to hold on to this balcony and St. Peter goes bro then then what happened the guy's like well eventually pulled out a hammer started smashing my fingers and uh i had to i had to let go and as i fell again i started saying please god save me please god save me and uh he did i landed in some bushes and saint peter goes and then what happened and the guy's like well as i started crawling away i looked up from where i fell to give one last grace to god and I saw this big white thing flying at me, and uh, now I'm here talking to you. And St. Peter's like, okay. <laughs> goes to the third guy and goes, how did you die? And the guy goes, well, imagine this. You're naked, hiding in a refrigerator from an angry ex-husband. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that, Bravo. <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> Magnifico. <laughs> so the guy was in the refrigerator the whole time. You know, for you know, for a second, when you were talking in the first person, it it got really deep, and it sounded like you were telling a true story for a second. Like I was really into the story. Like I was really into it. It's all supposed to be told in first person, but I, I it's been so long since I've told that joke. 
that's a that's hit a, a couple movie. of the corners. That's a th- yo. Did R. Kelly do an episode on <laughs> trapped in the closet? R. Kelly like did that? a lot of episodes, and hopefully, nothing I said is in any of them because oh, <laughs> Ken Dog, tell us a joke. It's your turn. Oh psh, man, I do not have a joke. I I have the bear joke, but it's it's essentially the monk joke. So you got me. <laughs> Anywho. Aren't we supposed to be talking about dad space? Yeah, we are, but like the jokes, the jokes were fire, so we we gave them a shot. <laughs> Some jokes are not gonna make the episode. <laughs> One in particular. <laughs> it's the risks we take. <laughs> Y'all, we back, we back, and boys, I haven't heard from you in so long. That last episode of Black was buenísimo. Yeah, we figured something out, but you'll have to hear it, and you'll have to hear it on Black Episode 2. We figured Ooh. you out. The exclusive. The exclusive. Yeah, to we got a pin on you. Well, yeah, you. Me? me? Yeah, you. Me? You. Moi. You. I. The college-educated one in this group. Let's not go that far. No, I mean, it's it's true. It is. It, oh, yeah, le- yeah, factually, it's true. <laughs> Mentally, I don't feel it. <laughs> oh, man, now I'm horrified. But we'll, we'll, we'll wait, for, we'll wait for, for episode two. We'll wait for blood. I'll let y'all I'll confirm if it's true or not. Horrified sounds like a Rule 34 category. Oh, no. <laughs> what did y'all figure out? Now I'm, like, super concerned. <laughs> Uh, you know work stuff you know you you know how when you work in a place and you put in for time off and like they say oh yeah no i have like an important family gathering but then you really find out that that's not the case at all so i'm just gonna leave it at that do, do y'all want wedding photos? No, no. <laughs> Is that what y'all want? <laughs> I, guess I, I guess I could give them to you. <laughs> the proof. Proof of my, of my permission slip. <laughs> you did not provide a doctor's note. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. It's YMLHR. God, I, 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 I love a running joke. <laughs> it's gonna last like 12 episodes this joke oh man this the is new be- the new new this is becoming you me and jokes uh <laughs> okay we we i'm now i'm really curious about this episode of black oh man okay all right whatever 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 i did i'm not signing the pip so y'all can shove it. The pip. <laughs> no you heard him. In, no performance <laughs> improvement plan for me, HR. <laughs> Watching you. It'll have heavily oh. redacted information. In you know what? I'm about to sell this whole podcast to the Church of Unitology. <laughs> I'm gonna just give them all the rights. Ain't nobody burying y'all bodies. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, is that oh. like their thing though that they just don't bury anybody? That culture the, of people. There's actually a reason. It's not that that stranding thing, is it? 
you know, sci-fi. My man has a new sci- theory. <laughs> sci-fi is, is a very subjective experience. You know? Are there parallels? Maybe. There's a, there's a lot of influences. Yeah, I'm starting. I'm starting to wonder a lot of what Kojima like just picked and like brought over <laughs> to Destro. In the nineties, in the nineties, we called that plagiarism. <laughs> you know, it's just flattery. <laughs> it's flattery in 2023. Emulate. It's an emulation. It's an emulate. There you go. Oh, y'all, new Dead Space, new, new Dead Space. Real quick, I am the, the man with no jokes, Kenny Gomez, a.k.a. Ken Dog, the uh, the master monk himself, Mr. Clean, and then, what, what do I call the Apple Man? You know what, we're, we're going to call Brandon the Refrigerator Man. So we yeah. <laughs> my so dreams cool. are coming true my mom thought this wasn't gonna work out you know you're you know in life you're either the guy in the fridge or the guy throwing the fridge <laughs> <laughs> i you you know what i i i feel like everybody who gets caught up in the middle of something they ain't got no business is definitely my man who fell over the balcony i feel like that's more us <laughs> who were just like we were just doing what we were supposed to do <laughs> I didn't even want to be here. Exactly. <laughs> what was oh, that guy man. in the fridge? That's crazy. How small was this guy? <laughs> what did they take out of the fridge in order for... How did he not notice that things were missing from the fridge and they were all over the place that a guy fit in there? Oh, Bro. man. Listen, man. I don't... Uh, yeah, that's That's between them and God, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's God's work now. He had it with the Karma Sutra, dog. He got it to Buddhist he, position. He limber. He said the Karma, the Karma Sutra. The Karma, yeah. He died, right? <laughs> Fuck off. So how many people have died in Dead Space so far? We've lost what one guy or a whole ship. Um, I would probably say approximately about maybe more so about 1,300 people have died, but we'll get there. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) And mind you, I'm getting ahead of the story, so. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, but it's safe to say because essentially we'll get there. So. (laughs) (laughs) So this is a very, very special episode. Very, very special. This is um, somebody who kind of got forgotten. So we're gonna we're gonna take some bets from from Brandon and Clean. So my my question to you, gentlemen, before we begin our journey with uh, Isaac Clark, what happened to Haley? Oh, I don't I don't care about her. I'm not the guy to ask. <laughs> Well, what do you think happened to Haley? We left her in the hangar. That that's my question to you and Clean. What do you think happened to Haley? Cuz everybody just kind of peaced out once the murder machines or the murder monsters showed up. Well, you know how you said in the last episode there's always one person that you trust but you kind of just, you know, kind of leave them at a distance. Well, it sounds like they left her at a distance. <laughs> <laughs> <You're dead. laughs> 
not even dead space. It's dead ass. <laughs> they showed that. <laughs> they didn't turn back. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, distance or not, y'all. We were, so we pick back up with Isaac. Isaac is in go mode. He tells Hammond. He tells Kendra. I'm going to replace the tram and I'm going to get the motherboard. So Isaac proceeds to walk out of the control room. He hits a right to get on the tram tunnel. From there, the ramp, there's a ramp that descends into the tunnel. Isaac, you know, cautiously walks through, aiming his plasma cutter, trying to get an, an idea of what exactly he's walking into in this tunnel. Because all you can hear as you descend lower and lower is just the sound of hydraulics and machinery and maybe mutated crewmen. The fuck Isaac, you mean maybe? Well, well. <laughs> no, you're not going to sneak a maybe in there. Just a maybe. Well, you find out because as you proceed lower, lower down the ramp, something jumps at Isaac. Something jumps at the player, and before you can react. It is the body of a dead crewman that fell off the tram that's above you as you're descending lower and lower to this tunnel. So the body count so, rises. Yes, we're at 1301 so Jesus. far. <laughs> but wait, <laughs> there's more. So Isaac gets off the ramp. He hits a hard right and he proceeds into the tunnel. Um, it's very dimly lit. It, it's very loud. And it's it's somewhat surprising that you can still hear machinery if like half the ship is supposed to be incapacitated. So I'm very curious what on the ship still works. Well, it's here in this tunnel we get our next piece of equipment. We get a stasis module. So for Isaac, this particular tool is, you know, it's used to hold things in place. It's used to slow things down. And it can be used to slow down people or creatures. And it's right. You know, what's funny in the tunnel in this iteration of the game, right where you get as you're getting the shield module. If you look to the right, there's a like a OSHA approved poster reminding you to make sure your shield modules are recharged at all times. So I, I, I really enjoyed the little world building in that. Isaac gets G'd up. He now has the power of the force in his hands. And there's a malfunctioning door right where the shield module is. Isaac proceeds to use stasis on it just to slow it down enough so that way he can walk on through. He walks. He walks up a ramp. He hits a right on a, in a corridor. And then he proceeds to the tram station hall. It's from here... He's able to get into the uh, the tram repair room. But as Isaac, you know, begins making his way over to the room, all the lights in the area completely shut down. And as soon as the lights kick off in this hallway, he's greeted by sounds that may not be human. Oh, great. Okay. So... Clearly, he's in the right place. That episode of The Walking Dead. Yeah, essentially. You know, you hear the sounds and you're just like, well, I don't know what's over there, but I'm not going to get close to it. (laughs) Not my problem. Before Isaac does anything, there are bathrooms. And 
Isaac takes this opportunity to capitalize and maybe double check for survivors or for anything useful that might be helpful. So when he enters the bathrooms, that is probably the clearest indication of you are in a very bad situation. And as soon as you can get off this ship, you do it immediately. It's essentially the bathroom is essentially the opening to the original Blade movie where it's just covered in blood, bodies everywhere. Not one alive person in sight. I can't even imagine what it must have been like to be on that ship. Either taking a dump, taking a shower. Sounds like any kind of bathroom inside any kind of mobile eight. That one or Econo Lodge, one of the other. Mm, I, could, I, could, mm. I could attest to that. I yep, the Econo Lodge. Yep. Don't ask me why. Oh, my brother. You you don't deserve that. You deserve better. <laughs> you do deserve better. You deserve better. I don't wish that on anybody. Econo Lodge or Motel 8, I don't wish that on my worst enemy. Well, after surveying the uh, the bathrooms, and mind you, I'm talking about you will find bodies littered in chairs, littered on benches, littered on the floor, Shit. on the t- like, yo, and it, the the bathrooms are covered in blood as well. Like, that was the worst place to hide in the entire world. You get your gear, you survey the bathrooms. Once there's nothing left, then Isaac proceeds. He uses his little like navigator and his rig to make sure he's going the right way, and he proceeds to the tram repair room. As soon as Isaac enters the tram repair room, Hammond immediately jumps on the line. Hammond informs Isaac, do not waste bullets on headshots. They don't work. And Isaac is very, very helpful. He goes on to inform him like, yeah, you need to dismember them. And Hammond is in disbelief that like, there's, how do you know that cutting off their arms and legs kills them permanently? Well, either way, that's actually where the phone call gets cut for some reason. So I thought that was very rude. Very rude of Hammond. (laughs) I like him, but rude. (laughs) Once we're in, Isaac proceeds over to the monitor. He finds that the tethers necessary to uh, pull the damaged rig or excuse me, the damaged tram off the tunnel. They need to be reattached. So before, you know, he does his thing, he actually finds another audio log from our favorite crewman and i'm starting to suspect the former engineer of the usg ishimura k benson once again benson to engineering you got a stasis module handy we need one in tram maintenance stat the auto loader's fried i got a damaged tram car on the track and if the whole system's gridlocked guess who they're calling temple here sending a stasis module now what happened to the auto loader no idea. A lot of shit's been breaking down. I keep hearing things. Down in the gears where, where no one could be. No. There's been things all over the Ishimura that have been breaking for no reason. And then the scarier part is he's hearing things in places he shouldn't hear things. Like, like, like where though? So, you know, normally on a ship, we'll we'll just, we'll talk like regular ship or 
any any type of large vehicle you know there's certain places that a human person shouldn't be able to reach or be in yes he's hearing noises and like you know being near those areas and he's like it it's humanly impossible for any noise other than machinery to come out from there oh so he's hearing like thumping and shit thumping like movement movement talking communications of some kind yeah right like you know like he's hearing things and he doesn't know if his mind is playing tricks on him or if there's something on the ship, but he he's he's a little concerned, especially with random things breaking all the time. Yeah, because that's why I was like, bro, you're on a spaceship that breaks planets. Like you're gonna hear weird <laughs> fucking sounds. Like I don't know how to like it's, it's in the job it, description. It almost, it almost sounds like a field mouse trying to infiltrate a compound of some sort. I would be so fucking mad. I tell you what, I dare a field mouse to come into this house. <laughs> well, hey, uh, for the viewers listening, if you want to hear how the Ishimura fell, shoot us a voicemail at youmeandlord.com. <laughs> <laughs> After hearing the warning and hearing the suggestion, Isaac then proceeds to go to the first tether. And mind you, when he enters the room, he hooks a right and then he kind of walks over to a ramp that goes to the other side of the room. And he activates the first tether. And he sees that it shoots out immediately, and then it immediately returns back to his starting position. So Isaac knows that's the one he needs to stasis. Well, when he reactivates the claw, immediately vents around him, vent covers start exploding. uh, As more and more creatures start filling the room. It seems like these things are attracted to noise. So as soon as one enters and it's to Isaac's right, he immediately puts the creature down viciously. Now, as soon as he puts it down with a couple couple of plasma shots, there's another creature coming up behind him on his flank. Isaac reacts quickly. He shoots a couple of shots into the thing, dismembering its legs and then dismembering its arms. Rude. He takes down that one, but then there's another creature a monster that gets on top of him quickly comes across the room i do not know what possesses isaac but isaac proceeds to pistol whip this monster ridiculously he knocks him back enough to get a killing shot on him then from there he reattaches the other tether onto the tram and then he's able to initiate the removal but that's where things get really, really fun. Now with the removal of the tram, that's generating even more noise. So as soon as the tram replacement begins, two more creatures respond. Isaac then proceeds to take them down with little to no effort. Takes all the one to the right immediately with his plasma cutter. The next one he does stasis and he puts them down quick, fast, and in a hurry. Isaac then sees the tether completely remove the damaged tram, drop it off in like some type of tram depository, and then completely replace it with the brand new one. The room clears, no more creatures trying to enter and murder Isaac. And then that's when Kendra hops on the line. Kendra hops on the line to immediately inform him that the next thing that they need to do is get the motherboard. And he can get the motherboard at newegg.com. 
at newegg.com and no at, at pc was it pc maker and in, in new in patterson micro center micro center. yeah micro center at patterson that's right good old micro center so the motherboard is actually located near the cargo baggage hall and for isaac to get there he actually has to go back where he came in where he was in the control room and instead of going right he got to hit a left so you begin this very slow arduous trek back to the control room um you're still entering the same dimly lit corridors surprisingly no enemies don't like it there's no enemies until you get into there's the no enemies, murder there's hallway. no xp the, wait, i'm sorry the, the what <laughs> <laughs> the murder when i'm in the murder hallway i mean the bloody bathroom where we saw bodies on bodies in there how big is this bathroom it's uh it, it's like a locker room sized bathroom oh jeez yeah like and it's think of it like a planet fitness that's like the best way to put it so when isaac gets back to this room <laughs> um there is a creature up above him there is a creature hissing at him from the ventilation shaft and you can somewhat see it it looks like the typical creature you've seen except it doesn't have any legs either way you get a look at it it screams it hisses at you and then it runs off into the ventilation well isaac being isaac is i'm not gonna wait around for this so he proceeds to beeline it back to the control room he gets to the malfunctioning door, he hits it with stasis, he sees his OSHA poster, he recharges his, his stasis module because there's a recharger in the same room as well. Well, as you walk through the tram tunnel to get back up the, uh, the ramp that connects to the control room, that thing proceeds to pop out of the floor. And it's different than every creature you face so far. So I want you to imagine once again that weird humanoid creature with spears for arms. Except there's no legs. Still has those mutated hands in the middle of its abdomen. And its chest cavity is wide open. But I want you to picture these giant green vile sacks protruding from the open crevice in their in their stomach and chest cavity i don't think i will thank you i'm i'm picturing like if general grievous was made out of flesh and bone instead of machine that's a that is a wonderful way to think about it because then it proceeds to spit on isaac what a, is everybody here just a just an asshole is he in pretty much that that that's that's a um what the, that's a that's battery i'm calling the police <laughs> yeah where are the space police they're part of the 1300 person casualty i was talking about earlier <laughs> i remember there's like only 89 cops on the ishimura they were a little busy <laughs> great more subsidies so isaac proceeds to start sizzling um, homeboy is shaking off this weird alien mute, mutation, mutate, like mutated acid off his body. 
and he proceeds to unload the plasma cutter faster than I've seen anybody unload a weapon. He puts the thing, he puts this creature, the spitter down, in the words of T.I., expeditiously. <laughs> so, needless to say, Isaac is not having a good day so far. But he got the tram fixed, and that's all that matters. He takes down this new variant of the creature, of the creatures that are somewhat roaming around the Ishimura. He gets up back up the ramp, gets into the control room, collects himself, and then proceeds over into the baggage claim, or in the cargo um, baggage hall. This room is another uh, murder room, in the sense of when you walk in, completely disheveled, suitcases here, carry-on, you know, bags over here, and on the actual, like, baggage tram that they use to move it all you can see trails of blood going into and out of where the baggage is supposed to be coming and going from so clearly the 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 creatures were moving a different kind of a suitcase around this is fine right it's like flying a you know flying on your favorite uh, airline either way isaac proceeds to walk through this slightly pitch black you know, conveyor belt of, of blood and carcasses. And he The arrives. best kind of conveyor belt. And I ain't talking about the free sushi. But he makes it to the maintenance bay. And like everything else on the ship, it is in shambles. So when Isaac enters the bay, he has two potential places he can go. Isaac can hook a right or he can go straight ahead. Isaac, looking for this you know, this motherboard, this module, he proceeds over to the right. In the famous words of an Indiana Jones movie, he chose poorly. For as soon as Isaac hits that right, two creatures immediately jump out ready to devour his soul. But Isaac is a resourceful engineer. And he took Hammond's advice to heart. He was not going to waste bullets. For you see, the maintenance bay was littered with fuel tanks. So Isaac, watching these two creatures approach him, lines up his plasma cutter. And instead of trying to dismember them, he immediately fires on the fuel tank, knocking out two of the creatures instantaneously. Just phew, gone. From there, he proceeds forward and then he hooks the left. He walks down the ramp, the another forward ramp to where the motherboard is and locked up in a room. As he proceeds, another creature jumps out at him on the other end of the ramp, charging toward him. Once again, Isaac doesn't shoot at the creature. He lines up his shot just right, times it perfectly, knocks out another fuel tank, instantly evapor evaporates the creature. At this point, as Isaac reaches the other end of the ramp, he sees that the motherboard is closed off in a room. And the only way to open the room is he needs to turn off the circuit breaker, but the circuit breaker is on the second floor. So. Isaac then proceeds to go left, he sees the elevator very, very, maybe about 
10, 10, 20 feet in front of him ahead. As Isaac proceeds to go closer and closer to the elevator, he's immediately startled by screams. For you see, two more creatures are now popping out, trying to flank him from behind. Isaac immediately beelines it toward the elevator, turns around quick enough, lines it up perfectly, once again, not on the creatures, but another fuel tank, and then a viciously lights up the the ramp leading to where the module is just in like a cacophony of explosions taking out these next two creatures before hopping on the elevator did you use the word cacophony i did i did good fucking word use my dude i i recognize and it flowed big too my man my man be proud it's not latin so i gotta leg up (laughs) (laughs) so isaac he gets on the elevator literally just just at this point every ramp he touches there is a creature they are territorial every every corner he turns there is a creature so isaac completely on a man on a mission he dismembers every creature on his way to the circuit breaker not by actually dismembering them but lighting them up the way that michael bay intends to light up every theater just explosions on explosions explosions once Isaac has cleared a path to the circuit breaker. That's when the fun begins. He doesn't think. He proceeds to turn off the lights. And that's when they strike and they come in droves. Isaac proceeds to pull off his best imitation of the Doom guy or our favorite, our boy Keith. And he proceeds to slaughter his way back to the room on the first floor of the maintenance bay just shooting and chopping and slapping and stomping just whatever creature is in his way isaac clark ladies and gentlemen is a tank he is a one-man wrecking ball and nothing is going to stop him well after he kills his way back to the elevator he takes it down he makes it to the room and gets the motherboard. <laughs> he has to finish clearing out the maintenance bay. Clearly, he might have graduated from engineering school, but the dude is a custodian, and he's cleaning up shop. Isaac proceeds to kill the remaining creatures on the first floor of the maintenance bay. Once he is done wiping the floor with them and clearing out whatever fuel tank is left, he proceeds to make the long trek back through the bloody baggage claim back to the control room it's here in the control room isaac then reinitiates the motherboard at this point right across from isaac you can see kendra and hammond immediately run on board the new tram and proceed over to the bridge they are going to try to find any kind of help possible But here's the thing. When Kendra and Hammond immediately depart on the tram, Hammond makes a comment that something hit the tram, but it's operational. And before Hammond can say anything else, Kendra chimes in that the power is restored on that section of the ship that Isaac is on. With the power back, he can get back to the hangar. So Hammond orders Isaac 
to reconnect with Haley Johnson and their side or their plan is they need to fix the USG Kellyan and get it ready for launch. So that way, once Kendra and Hammond verify what's going on on the bridge, they can evac off of the Ishimura. And while Hammond is giving this these orders, he's trying to make sure that everybody who's left on his crew, that they follow protocol. Hammond makes, and he stresses it, if we follow protocol, we will get through this. Kendra, being the smartass that she is, chimes in, how can you follow protocol if people are dying? And then Hammond immediately responds with a little bass in his voice and tells her, I'm not losing anyone else. We're going to stick to the procedure and we're going to get through this. Well, they blast off to the bridge. Isaac proceeds to make the long trek back to the hangar. So Isaac leaves the control room. He heads back to see our boy Craig's body still lying there mutilated and his encounter first killing one of these creatures before. Isaac takes a moment, maybe collects himself in that service room one more time, realizing that his innocence was shattered as soon as he opened that door, and he proceeds to get back on the elevator, the elevator that saved his life. And as soon as Isaac gets off the elevator, there is already a creature waiting to greet him at the top of the ramp. But Isaac is a bit of a pro now at dismembering these things. So Isaac takes it down sweet, fast, in a hurry. Another creature comes out. No problem. Isaac puts it down easily. Gets up the rank, hooks a ripe, gets to the door. One more creature thinks they can get the drop on Isaac Clark. But Isaac Clark plays no games puts the creature down and walks right back into the control room. This time around, he can actually leave. Isaac takes a moment, double checks anything in the control room that can be useful, double checks the monitor to see if anything's changed on the status of the Ishimura. He gets into the main room. Couple things now. Essentially, you can see where these creatures broke in and first attacked Hammond, um, Chen, and Kendra. But when you return to the room, you don't find no bodies of the creatures. And you don't find Chen's body either. That doesn't sound like a good time. No. At this point, that's when Hammond comes back on comms. Hammond reports, there are no survivors on the bridge. Everyone is dead. Kendra is currently trying to break into the command computer on the bridge. Hammond is extra, extra worried about the situation and wants to make sure that Isaac and Haley get the ship fixed as soon as possible. And for the first time in this game, since entering the, the service room where you get your plasma cutter, you feel relatively safe on that stroll to the hangar. But if I were Isaac, I know that anticipation must have been killing him. I don't know how well he can see from the minute he entered the hangar to when he got to the USG Killian, but you have no idea 
What has happened to Haley while all of these things have been going on? Depending on your playthrough, I had my Isaac beelining it just to make sure she was safe. And as soon as he got just in like running <laughs> distance of it, he could actually see her. And it's great because I'll have him running. And then he finally hits the ship and immediately he stops what he's doing. He takes his helmet off and you can tell that he's like shook. But there's like a sense of relief of like, okay, if we can fix the ship, we can get out of here. He doesn't say it, but you could just see it in his posture, the way he takes his helmet off, and then he proceeds to walk over to Haley. Thank God she's alive. He takes a moment to breathe, takes his helmet off, right? And then Haley kind of starts talking about like, hey, I was trying to mess with, the, you know, trying to fix the shock point drive. It, it, there's something wrong with the singularity. You know, things are acting weird. She's like, the damage on the Kellyan is bad, but they have a chance. You know, she's giving you this this sit rep about the ship. And as Isaac gets closer and closer to Haley, she then realizes, uh, what are you covered in? Like, what's going on? Isaac doesn't sugarcoat it. He cuts her off. He's like, yo, I'm covered in blood and the ship is overrun with monsters. Have you not heard anything that's been going on? Where have you been? <laughs> I love that it's monsters and not alien. I mean, if you've been in the, like, what, humanity's been in the galaxy or running around the galaxy in that space for a couple years, and they haven't seen any, you know, That's you know, terrestrial true. life. But I'm glad you bring that up. I'm glad you're bringing that up because there is a reason. So, he tells her straight up, the, the ship's run, overrun, why, why have you heard anything? And if we all remember in episode one, as soon as you entered, the comms are down on the Ishimura. When the team went into the security check, everything shut down. So Haley has been completely isolated from everything that's been going on. At this point, after she kind of informs them she has no idea what's going on, Isaac immediately hops on the computer. He's like, all right, let's, let me start looking over the damage report. But this is dead space. Before Isaac can do anything, 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 the ship's security begins to go off. The monsters are now in the hangar. I like to believe that Isaac brought the monsters with him. Because as soon as the alarm goes off, Isaac throws on his helmet. He tells Haley, we got to go. And as Isaac is getting ready, he turns around, gear ready, plasma cutter ready to go. Haley is shooting her plasma rifle. She's fending off against two creatures. But it's too late because as she's fighting the two creatures, about three or four of them are on top of the shock point drive. And they destroy the singularity, the singularity core. And the explosion is instant. We see Haley and the creatures engulfed in a flame, and Isaac is jettisoned off of the USG Kellyan onto the hangar ramp back into the security room. Then from there, as Isaac gets up trying to shake off what's occurred, he gets to watch the USG Kellyan slowly sink in a giant fireball down into the depths of the USG Ishimura, taking Haley along with it. So my question to you boys is, 
Does Isaac even get a chance to breathe? The protagonist never gets a chance to breathe. That's my answer. Yeah, no, I'm gonna have to go with him. Dude nailed it. Well, that's exactly what fucking happens, because as soon as Isaac gets up and watches his colleague disappear into the abyss, there are two new variants of these creatures now charging him. Oh, so nice. I won't yes. <laughs> I want you to imagine the liquor from Resident Evil cut off their legs and instead of having like legs in the back it's a giant serpent like tail that's formed from a mutated portion of the human spinal cord so are they mutating in real time or are there like different species of them in this ship at the same time there are different variants of of creatures on this ship and we have not yet gotten to some of the worst ones <laughs> neither is more frightening than the other <laughs> yeah they it just it slowly gets more and more grotesque <laughs> the the longer we give the deeper we go into the ship fuck it we're here for the long haul right well isaac has these new hunter killer variants and he has to deal with another spitter i'm not sure what possessed this man but i'm pretty sure isaac is done having the day that he's had because he immediately proceeds to unload that plasma cutter like his life depends on it. Takes one one of these alt variant of the creature, takes it down at long range. But as two more kind of creep up on him, they use their arms to actually propel themselves across, you know, long distances. So when these two creatures get the drop on Isaac, Isaac immediately stasis them and then takes them out permanently. Well, at this point, they're not getting off the ship. Because as soon as Isaac is finished clearing the, the hangar, so he gets a call from Hammond, is asking for a sit rep, and Isaac informs him, Haley is gone, the USG Kellyan is gone. Hammond is upset. He refuses to lose two good people for no reason. Kendra has yet to get on this command computer. So this forces them to have to figure out where the captain of the Ishimura is. And gentlemen, uh, do you know the, the, the name of the captain of the Ishimura? Like at all? Or recollect it from the first time you ever played the game? Ishimura? Captain Mittens De La Hoya. Wow, that is a more pirate name than the pirate name I'm going to read right now. I do know that Ishimura was a real person in this timeline, though. I don't and, remember who he was, though. Um, Ishimura is the scientist who discovered the, the shock point drive um, technology. He was the one that helped develop the, how, to, how the ships fly into hyperspace. So okay. he's, our, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's our Fujikawa. <laughs> he's our Fujikawa in dead space. <laughs> Gotta have one. So, sadly, it's not Kitty uh, De La Hoya, but it's Benjamin uh, Benjamin Matias. However, unlike the first part of, of episode one where the ship was unable to locate the engineer, the ship quickly and easily finds the captain. So, instead of playing a, our favorite game of uh, Guess That Pokemon, guess what part of the ship the captain is in? stern good answer 
the poop deck. Starboard. Close. Poor that. Yeah, that. La- that. <laughs> last, last chance, boys. These are all great answers. One more. Last chance. The bow. The stern. Up. Oh, he used stern. Brandon, you lose. Congratulations, Queen. Oh. You did it. So the captain is Kurt. You love your boat. <laughs> uh, the captain's in the morgue. What? <laughs> the captain is super dead. <laughs> okay. That's the worst plot twist ever. He is not in no fun parts of the ship. He is beyond deceased. <laughs> so he's in the morgue on medical. And guess. <laughs> Who's close <laughs> to medical? <laughs> Fuck you. That's right. Hammond has the audacity to be like, we need the we need the captain's rig. Isaac, you are that close <laughs> to medical. Hop back to the control room, get on the tram, and get over there. There's a tram that's needed to go. No, oh, nobody's big, close than you fucking <laughs> asshole. <laughs> like, Bro, this ship houses 1,300 people. Not anymore. It's probably like a... <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> kind of like, Can house 1,300 used to, people. <laughs> in, rec, uh, in paperwork, house 1,301 people. <laughs> so the full crew size for the Ishimura is thirteen thirty-two. That's the full um and ninety-four percent of them are fucking dead. Yeah, just about. And may or may not have gotten a makeover. So <laughs> well Karma <laughs> the Karma Sutra comes back into play. <laughs> so because as soon as Hammond is yo you need to hurry up and get the get the rig because you know you're closer they're interrupted and I've never seen Hammond and Kendra go quiet so quick they're interrupted by a former face oh is it homeboy that guy got Chen's walking again. Oh, great! Nice. Oh, good. So this is <laughs> so this is turned to a romance, to a sci-fi romance, to a horror now. Yeah, because he goes from walking to running. <laughs> oh. oh, wow! <laughs> now it's a stuff they grow film. up so fast. <laughs> well, either way, we won't know because as soon as they see Chen, that's when the vid cuts oh. off. <laughs> Well, clearly after all of today's developments, Isaac cleans himself off and proceeds over to medical. And you guys will proceed over to Yumi and Lore on Spotify for the next episode of Dead Space. Thank you for tuning in. I actually hate you. Okay. I don't want to hear shit from you. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, we killed off like three people already. You know how many actually, how many creatures Isaac actually, murdered? Actually, three. Thirteen hundred and four. My man says there's at least you know, ten crabs there. Compared to the Titanic, but more people, less people probably died on the Titanic than the Ishimura. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what's the funny? <laughs> like, a, oh yeah. You know what's the funny thing about it? <laughs> More people die after the game because of the Ishimura. I take, I take it back. I take it back. More, let more people die than just by two hundred though. Okay. Yeah, like two hundred. Isaac's gonna be doing a lot of killing. I'll just tell you that. Can you kill everything on the ship? Like, I know how that sounds, but I mean, like, you know, how in some games, like, if you kill something, it's dead. Ah. Uh, they don't like respawn. You just kill everything in the game. Yeah, I mean, so yes. Um, in terms to the story, it's a little complicated. Gotcha. All right. <laughs> so the answer is yes and no. <laughs> yes, with an asterisk. It's it's a Tom Brady. Yes, it's a Tom Brady. I'll take God. That. Isn't he supposed to be announcing? I haven't heard him on any games yet. I think he's uh, he's enjoying his single life or he's trying to win his wife back before he starts announcing. Or he might come back to football. I mean, he, the Jets need a quarterback, so why not? The Jets, dude, God, can you imagine started. a world where we have to- Aaron Rodgers is the backup for fucking Tom Brady <laughs> on the Jets? We need what a fucking need world. <laughs> If there's what any team that needs a goddamn or... Super Bowl, it's them, right? Like, come on. I wouldn't mind a Jet Super Bowl. I think that'd be fun. I could, I, then I mean, I'd be probably able to go to one. That's true. But out of principle. Okay, money bags. Listen, Bethesda got me a little. Bethesda, Bethesda got me broke right now. All right. Bethesda got everybody broke right now. Damn you, Todd. Damn you to hell. Shit. All right. Well, I guess we'll find out more about fuck boys and boy fucks here in a couple episodes. Dead space, yeah. Tune in. Tune in to what for not tune in after the third episode of Black for uh, Isaac's physical. (laughs) (laughs) I promise you, it's gonna it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a headbanger. I promise you. Send us home, Brandon. Fuck. Well. Well. All right. So. Go to youmeandlore.com, send voice message there, or email youmeandlore at gmail.com. Send us stuff, and we will do stuff. Thank you. Is that good? Did I do yeah, good? Yeah, no, that was good. Just full disclaimer, just because we're lore whores don't mean we do everything. We're not going to do all that strange for a little piece of change. I would. So. I will. I'm I, fucking poor as shit. Why <laughs> MLHR? We got him. I just need content purposes. Is that what we're calling it? I just need content. Oh, man. Prostitution may be illegal, but filming a porno is not. I mean, without the right permits and paperwork, it kind of is, you know. That I politician mean, that listen, know. that politician. Why did say it? That politician. It's a matter of where. The the sar- this 
that the does sergeant, not narrow that down at he was, all. He, he is a sergeant major, <laughs> uh, a sergeant major that was running for Congress, and he made a sex tape, and he's still in the army, but he's in a lot of trouble for it. The sex tape was part of his yeah. campaign. That's what it was. What? Okay, we're gonna talk about that offline. Everybody, yeah. thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Peace. Yeah, we'll see y'all next week. Later, y'all. Peace. <laughs>